0: welcome to the crazy dre podcast show this is your main man other the crazy dre yes it's me aka crazy crockett andre's podcast you can find me on spotify and apple podcasts and other uh podcasts out there as well ladies and gentlemen boys and girls you know what i'm gonna talk about i'm not gonna talk about being disabled or some weird thing about you know, being a hard knock life, or whatever. Well, I am going to talk about that. I'm talking about the Detroit Lions hard knock life. And uh, as you all know, I'm a Detroit Lion fan. You know, it's one of those guilty pleasures, I guess. You know, your team's going to lose and you, there's nothing that you can do about it. You know, I'm going to just start with that. So I've been a Lions fan for like 40 some years and. I've been just, you know, watch them grow and fall and not grow and just fall and just fail. And I think I think we need to, to address this issue with Mr. Campbell, the coach of the Detroit Lions. Two years ago, or about two and a half years ago, when they signed him as a head coach, he came into the whole... Uh, media and start talking big and tough. And, you know, I made a reference about Detroit earlier this year when I saw their first hard knocks. And I made fun of the idea that he's got this really overmasculated, macho personality. And, you know, from the time when I saw that on, on, uh, on TV when he got signed and introduced. I want people to know that 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 was the most obnoxious thing in the world. And when I say obnoxious, I mean like it was pathetic. I just don't know how I just don't know how to explain it. You get a coach that you sign who's got very little experience. He's a defense coordinator at one point in Miami. And then he moves along the chain and he bumps into the Ford family. And remember, this guy used to play for Detroit somewhere in the 2000s. And and he, for some reason, they like him. I think it was earlier than 2000s. I think maybe it was 98. But for some reason, they... The Ford family picks him up and say, "Hey, you want to coach our team?" And he said, "Yes," In that really macho, masculated way. So I remember last year when they did horrible and they won one partic- one particular game of the year. I think it's it, I thought it was their first game that they won last year in 2021 season, and he embraces the the owner of the team and it was someone who was a i think it was a woman and he picks her up and he like they hug in the air as he's hugging her and it's just the weirdest thing in the world and this year they had a a detroit special Hard knocks on HBO sports, and like what I said before, he's doing this this push-up uh, exercise along with the players, and instead of walking around and seeing what guy which of his players is struggling and trying to um, create a, a good core on discipline and, and being very objective, it was just horrible. He's doing it and he's going back and he does it for ten minutes straight, just rest just like the rest of rest of the players. And and as the season gets started, they they looked the first three games they looked great. They scored a lot of points, they gave up a lot of points, a lot of the defense was in the wrong place. Guys didn't know their assignments. Guys spinning around in circles, not knowing where their receiver, the guy that they're covering is going. Totally off. They miss a lot of tackles in those first three games. They, they just are just not. You know, when you see on Hard Knocks, the two assistant coaches going back at it, and yapping at each other and yapping and yapping, and I don't know if that makes them feel tough or be involved as in as the players are I, you know I get it that's a lot of football, macho testosterone you know that that works maybe in high school or college where you gotta be pumped up, and the coaches are all into it but in in the n f l I just don't see how that works. And one of the things that I remember Mr. Campbell, Dan Campbell saying is that he's going to bring toughness back to Detroit and we're going to win. And, and to be honest with you, if you get to that level of professional athlete, especially in football, you don't have to be taught to be tough. It's not part of the It's just not part of the M.O. Those guys who got to that point are already tough. They've already been through the hard knocks. They've got there because of toughness and because they were doing or playing the game correctly. And when you get coaches that never really exceeded in the football pro level and you teach these guys absolutely nothing, you're going to get nothing out of your players. You're going to get guys who are going to bicker at each other because the offense and defense coordinator, which is the guys I'm talking about, are bickering at each other. Now, during during the week, now you're going to have the offense and defense guys pointing fingers at each other, hypothetically they may not be doing it in front of coaches, they might be doing behind each other's backs. It just creates a bad core. And when you got a coach who, who for some reason, if you run the same exact plays that you did in the first three weeks and you don't have a backup, and let's say those first three weeks as a playbook Yeah, most of them should work on week four against the Patriots. But if you know the Patriots are a very highly intelligent coaching staff and they can figure your playbook out and they kind of know what your game plan is, you should have a backup plan of, of knowing how to change your offensive calls. You should be able to understand that week one through three, you're going to have to change in week four. You're just going to have to do that. And you can't be that obvious. We had a couple great plays. You know, we had a lot of, of a couple 25, 10 yard, 12 yard runs. And we had, Couple of uh, you know, fifteen, a ten, or twenty-yard passes that completions at at that time, and those plays worked. But when you go all for six on fourth down, I mean that in itself doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make sense. And for example, if you're they had a chance. To go they, they had a chance to hit a field goal, and it would have been like zero it would have been three to six or three to nine, but instead of doing that, they went for a fourth down conversion and and that in itself is a horrible, horrible way of doing anything. I mean, you're already behind nineteen zero. Going to halftime, and then you go out of your way in the first half not gaining points. So instead of being nineteen, it could have been. It it could have been three to six or three to nine or six to nine. You have to play the honest truth of football. And I get it, you got all these equations and all these scenarios and all the new age of football but when your team is struggling just to keep the football in their hands because you gotta remember Detroit went down the field as soon as the Patriots scored the first field goal and Goff threw it into a a zone where a receiver was covered by two guys. So I don't know if it was a cover two or it could have been, it could not have been a cover three zone because cover three is usually a little more deeper than that 15 yard pass. But I mean, when you're in, and you got to remember this is first down. So, if you know that you don't have a guy open right there, why do you pass it? Why do you even try it? That doesn't make any sense. I just don't understand. Why would you even do that? I mean, and just the bad coaching. It's just, just, I mean, it's really difficult as you get older to watch your team to be that bad. You know, and I can go on and say it's fake sports or but you can't be that bad that that the n f l is willing to kind of pay your team or your or their organization to do that bad. It's just bad marketing I mean it's just bad I mean the only Thing I can think of is that maybe the Ford family wants to lose because by losing you never have to worry about winning. And by if a team like Detroit won a Super Bowl or two, they would lose their fan base if they went back to three and three and fourteen or four and twelve or four and. Yeah, four and twelve, or four and fifteen. I mean, I don't even know. That's nineteen games. That's not even right. So four and thirteen. I mean, you know, I just you can't, you just can't be that bad. I mean, you, you can't. You tell me you can't find a kicker to hit a forty-five yard field goal. You think they all disappeared and said, No, I'm not going to Detroit? They'll I mean they'll be paid the highest. Of all the players on a team, the kicker should get paid the because he's gonna be on the football field scoring the most points. Just like in the era of Eddie Murray during the Billy Sims era and Jason Hansen during the Barry Sanders era. I mean that's almost like family tradition for Detroit, as I take a drink of water but i just I just don't know what to tell you. I don't even know what to say. I mean, Campbell you no, know, I just think that Campbell is a hard knock football type of. Coach. But you gotta have coaches that know how to teach players how to play. Like for example, if you're in a film room, you would literally would tell your players, Okay, this is these are the plays and this is what the defense this is what the offense does on the D de- so Detroit's defense needs to go on their in their in their um and they're set into showing the defense of what the offense is doing. So, if, for example, if you are a defense coordinator or defensive guy for Detroit, you show Detroit. You would show the Patriots' favorite plays and what type of scheme they play. And you have to teach the guys where to be. And what type of defense you going to play and all and every individual player has to have an assignment his assignment is to do what he's supposed to do so it's just not the it's just not the defense line guy is just blitzing the quarterback it's about the defense line understanding if they can't get to the quarterback you need to get your hands up to just to to hit the to, to uh, distract the quarterback or attempt of hitting the football out of his hands or out of, out of the air. And then what you need to do with the linebackers, you have to teach them you know, point A, point B, point C of what type of running plays that that team might play, and they need to hit that, that hole to make sure that the running back doesn't get through it and then then what you teach the corners is that you have to make sure that the that the that the wide receiver doesn't run past you and you have to play with the angles so that the safeties can can help and protect you and the safeties have to know what kind of call that they're going to make, that the offense or the Patriots are going to do. So when you have a rookie quarterback, you want to change your your look all the time. And one of the things that I've seen a lot of bad football teams do, like Detroit, and like what Michigan used to do f- about five to seven years ago, is that they never changed their look. They always gave you that look the same lineup, the same way, the same for uh, the same format. They give you a 3-4 four, or 4-3 four, and they lined up exactly the same. There was never a fake blitz. They should use Hutchinson as a, as just not the defense end guy, but a guy that would fake the blitz and then play almost as a sneaky linebacker and then come off the blitz off the line and draw back knowing where the majority of where the football might be thrown at so you use Hutchinson not just for a blitzing guy but you use him as a guy who's really mobile and you also use your more mobile linebackers the same way where you might blitz and you might not but you you're going to have to change the way that you attack the D de- the offense on the other teams by doing film you have to teach your players what to look for and you have to understand that that if this team does this play or these type of plays 7 out of 8 times the 8th time they're going to change something there's something they're going to change because if the seven out of eight times we stop them, they're going to do something different, and that's one thing about Detroit that I, I, I also notice they do a horrible job at second half uh, uh they they have a problem with with changing their changing their ideas and their thoughts and their playbook going into the second half of the game. And as just a football fan, when I see plays, I mean, it was just an obvious moment where the coaching staff was totally way off. on there's a lot of play calls. And there were a lot of missed tackles. A lot of missed tackles. And we had awesome, some good offensive plays, too. But if... If the defense is out there way too many times and you don't score points, eventually your defense is going to fold their cards and not want to participate. So I don't understand this Campbell's philosophy of being super-duper macho. And you know what? I'm going to say this is the way to go out on this episode when i saw the 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 post game interview and i saw dan campbell all slumped over and said and says we re- we hit rock bottom well yeah you did but who i mean but as a coach you can't have this you can't go from super hyper macho man randy savage into this little a year old 12-year-old boy that didn't get his way and he's losing and he's like, oh, no, Dad. I, nothing ever goes my way. You just can't do that. It's bad. It's a bad vibe for the team. Now you have your team super hyper and super sensitive. And you're, you're not even fighting for your team when you are not even asking the referees about maybe bad penalties. Or maybe a hold. But I mean, going into a bye week, you know, people say, well, we're going to get our players back. They're going to have a week off. That's great. But you're really going to have to do a lot of work on your defense. And you're going to have to do more work on your playbook for the offense. So when things don't go your way, you're going to have to adjust as much as possible everything about football the nfl is about adjusting into the first quarter going to the second quarter ending in the second quarter going into halftime starting the third quarter adjusting your game plan adjusting your game plan the end of the third quarter the beginning of the fourth quarter and of course you've your final two minutes of the game to two minute warning. Look, I don't need to keep going on about this. I just am very I guess I'm not even disappointed. I'm just kinda just bored. I am bored watching this Lions. I am bored watching I'm bored watching a WWF on Sunday at one o'clock. I don't need to watch them making a comeback and losing by three. And you know what? Maybe the best thing that ever happened to Detroit right now is the fact that they lost 29-0. Maybe that would be a wide-open event for them to see, hey, maybe we need to do better. Maybe we have to do changes. And having the the number one thing I would do if if I was Detroit, I would change all... All the defense and offensive coaches, completely change them, all of them. I need guys that actually teach my players how to do their job correctly. From the offensive line, from the tight ends, to the wide receivers, to the running backs. The only good thing about the whole game is the running back. Maybe you hold that guy. Maybe, maybe, maybe you just keep him as the running back coach. 'Cause that's where maybe that's the only thing we're good at. Uh running the game. But I mean yeah. You just you're gonna have to just change your your whole setup. You're gonna have to get new defensive coaches. Not def or maybe even defensive coordinators, I don't know. But you need new defensive coaches completely. You're just going to have to do it. I don't think it's a good idea to have your best friends or your friends that you used to play football with. And then you're like, hey, man, you want to join my team? Well, yeah, sure. Come on over. We're going to have a a good old time. What? You're going to have a good old time losing? I just, I just, I just, I just don't get it. All right. I got to go. If you like this podcast, I focus on sports. Maybe I should focus on more on sports as well. Uh, find me; it's Andre's podcast, aka you know Crazy Crockett Podcast Show. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, find me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other uh, podcasts that Buzzsprout advertises or distributes for me. All right, peace and love. I'm out.